Hey everyone, welcome to Free Life Chapel. My name is Ryder and we're so excited that you're joining with us today, but we wanna connect with you guys. So make sure to drop a comment down below or visit us at our website at freelifechapel.org. But for now, we have an awesome message for you guys, so let's check it out. Well, I wanna talk to you today about map your miracle. Map your miracle. Have you ever thought over the last two years, maybe you've thought, um, you know what, man, if I just had this information sooner, it would have been really, really helpful. Two people. All right. Have you ever thought over the past two years, have you been tempted in your faith to kind of say, I used to hear from God. I used to hear his voice. I used to just know that sound and I just was so close to God. But over the past two years with the challenges and with, with, with this pandemic and all the different stuff and politics and the world just seems to be in a dumpster fire. I don't know that I can hear that frequency anymore. Have you ever felt that over the past couple years that, man, God, I've been praying. God, I'm doing my disciplines. I'm praying. I'm praying. But, you know, it doesn't seem like you're answering my prayers on my timetable. Have you found yourself maybe frustrated, maybe disappointed in God, but you're still here? And you're still here and you're like, okay, but if I'm being transparent today, Pastor Buddy, I'm just kind of on autopilot. I'm kind of just like I got my best faith face on, but in here I'm wrestling and I'm struggling. Maybe over the past two years you prayed for healing and it didn't seem to come. Maybe you've prayed for your kids to turn back to God and they haven't yet and they're kind of going further away. Maybe you're praying for healing for yourself. And you're like, man, it seems like other people are getting breakthroughs. Is there something going on? Well, Holy Spirit sent me here today to encourage you, Free Life Chapel. This is your day. This is a divine appointment from God. This is something that God is going to step in today and to give all of us a map to our miracle. And what I love, many things about the Holy Spirit, is he's going to go through every single seat today. And whatever's going on, he's going to give us a, a roadmap to map our miracle. Free life. Today, before you leave, you will be free in Jesus' name. Today, before you leave, you will have clarity in Jesus' name. Oh, free life. Today, I'm talking to believers, not doubters. Today, there will be healing and there will be miracles manifested today in this house. That the same Jesus of the Bible, the same Jesus of that New Testament church, that his Holy Spirit and his power does the same thing. That the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you and lives in me. Map your miracle. How many would say, Pastor, I don't even know where you're going, but I'm ready to receive that. Yeah, me too. By the way, your pastor got me these new kicks right here. And I know nothing about this world. And in between services, the team pulled me aside and Pastor Caleb said, hey, Pastor Scott and Cindy got you. You need to open this. And man, some MJs. And they said they released yesterday. And I'm like, can I wear these preaching? And Pastor Caleb's like, yeah, you got to. And then I laced them up real tight. And he's like, no, don't do that, Uncle Buddy. Don't do that. 
and he literally laced my shoes up for me so I could be hip, so I could be cool. And then he leaned over to me and he said, he said, Pastor Caleb said this. He said, Pastor Buddy, you're my uncle. I'll be doing this when you're 90. And I'm like, I love you, dude. Thanks for keeping me current, bro. Don't you love this house in four generations? Pastor Scott, Pastor Cindy's parents, amazing. Then them, then Pastor Caleb and Pastor Liz. And now we have the chosen one, Malachi. The circle of life is so real of fortune. Simba. I can't wait to meet Malachi. Matthew, miracle. How many would say, man, I've got this intuitive thing going on that, man, I, I can just kind of know intuitively where I'm supposed to be. That you would say, when it comes to navigation, you just kind of got this intuitive internal thing. Would you just raise your hand today in person or online? Two people. How many would say, Pastor Buddy, when it comes to navigation and directions, I'm a little directionally challenged. Lord, free these people in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, my Lord. Wouldn't you agree that there is a secret code that everyone knows that if you have someone riding shotgun with you, wingman with you, that there is an unwritten rule in the universe that if there's someone shotgun wingman and they're going with you and you've never been to a destination before, what is their responsibility? What? Talk to me. We, we're, we're free life. We can talk. It is their responsibility that they are to give you directions. You don't got time to jack with your phone. You don't got time to be doing conversation and everything else. It's important where you got to get to. I've been married 33 years, as Pastor Caleb said. I'm married above my head. Oh, she is she's the most gorgeous woman you've ever met. And she's Italian. I was like, I grew up thinking Italian was Chef Bardee. And then I went over to her house, from grandmom's house, and they had from Sicily the big, huge pot on Sundays, and they called it gravy and meatballs and sausage and ribs. And I'm like, man, I love her. She's attractive, but that food, I got to marry into this family. She captured my heart and changed my waistline forever in Jesus' name. I'm so happy and married. She's preaching for me today, and she is an intercessory, and she is, a past, she is an anointed woman of God. All that said, if I'm driving, and she is in the passenger seat, it strains our relationship. I am dialed in. I'm doing ministry. I'm, God, what do you want me to say? God, what do you want me to do? I'm, I'm on my way, God. I'm, I, you know, and she knows I don't talk. I don't talk. I'm getting my game face on. I'm getting ready. The shoes. I didn't do that in the early service. They're anointed. See the three. Spin dribble. Woo. Shook him. I will cross you over. I am undefeated in horse. That's my game these days. And yes, I beat your pastor. As we're driving, I'm focused. 
okay, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then I'm in, in my gaming zone, and uh, sweetheart, just, just, just give me the direction. Just tell me where to go. Okay, okay. Sweetheart, yes, turn right. Okay. No, 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 not there. Back there. Where, back here? Yeah, okay, back here. All right, we're good? Yeah, all right. Love you too, Schnucky. <laughs> Sweetheart, turn left. Okay. No, 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 not there. Back, back there. What is wrong with you? Are you trying to get me out of the spirit right now? I am dialed into God. Come on, sweetheart, I'm focused. I know, I know, I just missed it. Are there any other co-strugglers here today that have ever been, Lord, set these people free. And gee, we are a free life chapel. We need freedom today. Have you ever felt over the past two years that my God, my God, if I would have just had this information now, if I would have just had this revelation now, if I would have just had the wisdom that I know now, that even through a pandemic where there's an atmosphere of fear and culture and the culture is all over the place and this world is all over the place, but I knew that I would still be here, wouldn't that have been helpful to not operate in fear but to operate in faith because God hasn't given us a spirit of fear but of love, power, and a sound mind? And I'm talking to people that you are still here in Jesus' name. Wouldn't it have been great if two years ago you could look forward into the future and say, I'm back in person and look what God is doing in my life. Wouldn't it be awesome to say, wow, I needed wisdom for my marriage. I needed wisdom for my kids. I needed wisdom for my business. I needed wisdom for my finances. I need wisdom in all of that. But I wish that I knew that back there. God has sent me here today, Free Life Chapel, not just to give us wisdom for those course corrections, but additionally for 2022 and 2023 and 2024 and 25 and 26, that today is not just a one-off. Today is a divine appointment by the God of the universe. As Pastor Caleb said, your heavenly father is smiling down on you because you pushed through and you got to God's house. But now God is going to give you the revelation, us together the revelation, that whatever you need, you'll have a map. And you'll have a map for the impossible. You'll have the map for clarity. You'll have the map from Jesus himself to map your miracle. I'm going to ask you to do something different. And, but I'm going to ask you, we're going to go through the gospel of Mark chapter 8. Let me give you the context real quick. And the context is this, is that we have Jesus and he's communicating. They never saw someone that communicated like Jesus. They never saw someone that spoke with the authority and the relevance that he had. And so they were just engaged and they couldn't get enough. It wasn't a 30-minute talk. The Bible says that Jesus did a teaching trilogy. Does, it, does anyone like Netflix here? Yes. yes. All right. Does anyone ever binge on Netflix? Yes, I see those hands. But you know that when you get to the end of the episode and all of a sudden it says, next episode, continue watching, and you know you have other things to do? Well, the Bible says that Jesus' teaching trilogy, it wasn't a 30-minute talk. It was all day. And then it was the next day. And then the trilogy was three days. And P 
people were so engaged, they forgot to eat. This makes me a little insecure as a communicator. That right now, I know some of you are thinking about barbecue. Some of you are thinking about Crackle Barrel, right? What's the best barbecue place, Pastor Caleb? Oh, Lord, talk to me. I want to go there. Rangers? Grangers. Okay, we're all going there after church. It'll be awesome. They were so engaged that they even forgot to eat. I'm going to ask that we all stand today, even if you're watching online, that, that you just stand, and as we read through this scripture, the Holy Spirit is going to speak to us about how to map our miracle. The Bible tells us this, that Jesus said this, and it says, I have what church? I have compassion. You sound great. I have compassion for these. What for these? Can we just stop right there, Free Life Chapel? That Jesus wants you to know that he sees you. Jesus wants you to know what's going on over the past two years and what's going on right now. What's going on in the silent screams of your heart that you can't even communicate and articulate to your bride, to your dad, to your mom, to your wife, what, to your spouse. That Jesus sees you. Free life, Jesus sees you. And he doesn't just see you. He has compassion for you. He knows what's going on. He knows no matter what you're communicating here, he knows everything that's going on in here and he sees you. One of his names is the God who sees and he doesn't just see, he cares. Would anybody just want to just do a little praise break and thank Jesus today that he sees us and that he cares for us and that he loves us. Jesus says, hey, these people, they've been with me three days and they have nothing to eat. And the Bible says that he said, if I send them home hungry, they will collapse on the way because some of them have come a long distance. His disciples answered, and they answered this way. But where in this remote place can we get enough bread to feed them? And then what did Jesus say? He said what? He said, sound great. Let's say it again. What did he say? He said, how many loaves? How many loaves do you have? Let's read on. Seven, they replied. He told the crowd to sit down on the ground. And when he had taken the seven loaves and given thanks, the Bible tells, me, tells us that he, what he broke them, you sound great, and gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people, and they did so. And the people ate, and were what church? And were? How many of you know free life that there's a place that only Jesus can satisfy? How many of you know that there's a place that no bar, no social media, no entertainment, no concert, that there's a place that is the deepest part of you that we need to hear from God, and it is only the words and the spirit of Jesus that can satisfy your soul. The Bible tells us afterwards, the disciples picked up what church? They picked up seven baskets of broken pieces that were what? That were? I'm just saying I think Jesus was Jewish, but he might have been a little Italian. Because he never sent people away hungry. I know we praise him that he sees us. I know we praise him for his compassion. But I just want to thank Jesus that he's a leftover God. That Hey, I'm not sending you away from Free Life Chapel with just one little word. I'm going to send you away with just the word of God that can help you and sustain you. And leftovers for Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Manna from heaven. The Bible tells us afterwards... The disciples, he picked up seven and the leftover, about 4,000 were present. Let's read on. And he sent them away. The Pharisees came and began to question Jesus. The plot clots here. 
the religious elite, to test him. And they asked him for what church? For a, for a sign from heaven. And then Jesus, what did he do, church? He? How annoying do you have to be How annoying do you have to be that God the Father says, I'm going to put this in Scripture. Jesus didn't just sigh. He didn't just do one of these. Oh, dude, come on. No. I'm putting it in for my church and believers for all generations that at this point the tension was so bad that Jesus went, this generation ask for a what? Sign. Truly I tell you what? No sign. no sign will be given to you. No sign. No sign for you. No sign for you. No sign for you. You too. No sign for you. Online, sitting there in your PJs with your refrigerator, no sign for you. For my church, they want to sign, no soup for you. No sign. This generation wants a sign. The Bible tells us that he left them and he got back in the boat and he crossed to the other side. The disciples had what church had they had? You sound great. Here we go. They've forgotten to bring bread except for what? Except for one loaf. And they had with them in the boat. And Jesus said what? He said, be careful. be careful, Jesus warned them. Watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. They discussed this with one another and said, it is because we have no bread. Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked them. He asked them, what? Why? Why are you talking about having no bread? Do what church do? You still not see and, or understand? And are your what? Are your? And do you have what? And you fail to see? And what? And ears but fail to hear? And don't you remember when I what? When I broke the five loaves? But wait, there were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is different. Because remember back up, it was seven and it was 4,000. Row, row. Let's keep going. How many baskets did you pick up? Twelve, they replied. And when I what church? And when I, and when I broke the seven loaves for the four thousand, how many baskets and pieces did you pick up? They answered seven. He said to them, "Do you not still understand?" Let's say, let's pray. Father, thank you for the word of God, the house of God, the spirit of God. Give us a fresh re revelation, Lord. Open windows, a map for our miracles. Set your people free in Christ's name. Amen. Please be seated. What's interesting is I asked the Holy Spirit, God, what is going on here? 
God, what, 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 what is happening? And, and sometimes the Holy Spirit just speaks to me, and it's interesting. As I listen to this whole narrative in Scripture and, and what's going on, I actually heard it in like an Italian thing, and it kind of just goes like this, if you'll permit me. Bread! You're talking about the bread. You only have a one loaf. Where are the pieces that were left over? Jesus is really mad. Peter, it's your fault. James, it's your fault. No, John, it's your fault. No, Thomas, it's your fault. Brad, he's talking about bread. We didn't bring the leftovers. What's wrong with Jesus? He's not happy, Jesus. He's not spirit-fingered, Jesus. I will like that, Jesus. I don't like the mad, the angry, the intense Jesus. Now he's talking about biology and multiplication. I don't understand. I don't know. How many pieces did we have last time? I don't know. One, two, three, four, five. It was 5,000. And then this time it was seven. One, but he had 12 baskets left over. But this time there's seven. But then how many baskets left over? I don't know. Seven. Bread. He's talking about bread. I thought I had eyes, but apparently I don't have eyes. I thought I had ears, but apparently I can't hear. I thought I could see. I thought I could hear. Bread, bread, bread. I don't know. I don't have any more bread. But Jesus does something interesting in his trilogy. And he says, do you not understand? And I'm not going to give you the next episode. You're not going to be able to know what happens next. And one of the things of leadership is defining reality. And he says with his team, I'm not going to have this conversation anymore. I'm not going here anymore. You've been with me and you've seen me. And now that you've been with me and seen me, you think I'm talking about bread. I'm not even talking about bread. And he gives us four compass questions very quickly. You're taking notes. Four compass questions to map our miracle. And the first question is this. Is, have you forgotten the bread? Have you forgotten the bread? Pastor Caleb, can you chuck that back to me, brother? I almost pegged you right on the head. That was a super. Did you see that catch? Here, throw it to me again, Caleb. Throw it to me again. Oh, there's one. Boom. Oh. It was, the, it was the quarterback. It wasn't me. Bread! You're talking about bread! Have you forgotten the bread? Have we forgotten the bread of life and where the Pharisees were trying to turn Jesus into a genie and that, Jesus, you're a genie for my consumption, and the Pharisees wanted what they could get out of Jesus, not what Jesus could give to them in the spiritual that the disciples now, this is mind-bending, because I even said to the Holy Spirit, Jesus, you're kind of jamming your followers. They've been there. They've, they've been with you the whole time. And you're talking to your Pharisees. You're talking to your followers like you're talking to the Pharisees. But Jesus was frustrated, and he was frustrated because they had forgotten the bread, not this bread. They had forgotten this bread. 
I'm not talking about physical bread. I'm talking, you've seen me do the miracles. Where was the person on Jesus' team that said, Jesus, we realize that you've been teaching for three days. We realize that nobody else has eaten. We realize that we're in a far place. Where is the person on his team to emerge and say, Jesus, we've already done the homework. We've went around and listen, this is only the bread we have and we're bringing it to you. But we know, we know, we know that you can take this bread and multiply it and feed because you did 5,000 so 4,000 isn't anything for you. But they weren't there. No one spoke up. They had forgotten the very thing that Jesus had done and he said, guys, team, I love you but when you do that, be careful because then you're becoming just like the Pharisees. It's some heavy, heavy stuff. Have you forgotten the bread? Have we forgotten how good God has been to us? Have we forgotten the grace of God? Have we forgotten that Jesus invites us to come close, but then also, Jesus, come close. You can get as close to God as you want. But we're to get close as believers, but I believe the Holy Spirit wants to say, get close but not comfortable. Have we forgotten that we don't just serve Jesus that was here? We serve Jesus that is the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the one that says he has fire in his eyes, that he came as a lamb, but next time he's coming as a lion. Have we forgotten the Jesus that was in the Garden of Gethsemane, that prayed out to God the Father and said, Abba, 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 if there's any plan B, if there's any way, please... I know we talked about this from the foundation, but please, God, my Father, you love me. Give me plan B. Let this cup pass from me. Have we forgotten the holiness and reverence of God? Have we bought into a culture that's more about enthusiasm instead of about awe? Have we bought into a culture that's more about our humanness than God's holiness? Have we bought into, no, 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 he's not our homie, he's not our homeboy. He's the God that created the universe. And yes, he loves us. And yes, your picture's on his refrigerator door. And he's not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. But he is God. He is God. Can we give the God of the universe and can we worship him and praise him and I'm going to give you just five seconds for somebody to say he's God he's been good to me he's been kind to me I'm still here go free life come on has God been good to anybody at free life chapel has God been good to anybody online just put the remote away and just step into his presence have you forgotten the bread. The second compass question to map your miracle, that we don't have to look at a Google map, we can look at a God map for whatever we're doing is, what do you see? What do you see? The Bible tells us that we walk by faith and not by what? The Bible says in Hebrews 11, uh, 1, it says, now faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not so everything in the spiritual world is not our five senses and these eyes will lie to you, we're to see it in our sixth sense of faith. And what Jesus is saying is you're still looking at physical bread, but I've been around you enough and you've seen the supernatural. And God wants to remind all of us that the same God that did all the miracles, all the miracles, all the gifts in that New Testament church that Jesus said you will do greater things than I ever did. And the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. Jesus needed the Holy Spirit to raise him from the dead and he lives in you.
You see, we're not talking about feelings today. We're talking about facts. We're not talking about feelings of the physical. We're talking about facts of the word. We're talking about that you may be in this world, but you're not of this world. You're a citizen of heaven. And every promise that that God and creator, Jesus Christ, has, has for you and for me. Jesus can touch us today. Jesus, Mark eleven twenty three. 23, it's not enough to just go, God, I need healing, I need healing. No, you speak to that mountain and you tell that mountain that mountain, you must bow to the name of Jesus. It's not enough to pray. It's not enough to believe. You got to open up your mouth if you want to have your miracle. It's the word of God. It's not your word. It's not about feelings. It's about what did God say? And if God said it, I believe it. I was two weeks with a High fever. My, 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 my wife was scared to death. She's talking about that. I've got some preconditioning, whatever they call it. i got some high-risk stuff going on. I know right now I look like the epitome of health. It's not that funny. Thank you. But I had a rough time. I didn't talk for 14 days. I slept for 14 days. Fever 104, 105. And then you know what happened? I kept going, God, where's my healing? 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 God, I I know my life's not over. God, I know you have more for me. I know you're not. And then you know what the Holy Spirit said to me in 2 Kings 7? He said, buddy, Kermes, until you've had enough, enough will never leave your life until you've had enough. And all of a sudden, I've been waiting. I got people praying. I got people praying. And I just said, God, here's what you said. And I'm declaring your word. God, I've had a stinking fever for 14 days, and I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. So I am calling this fever down, not by my name, not by my authority. I am speaking the words of Jehovah Rapha, my healer, my provider, and I'm speaking his name. And Father, I declare that Christ is bigger than COVID. I declare that you aren't finished with me. I declare that you will bless me with a long life, and with long life you will satisfy me. And God, the enemy's trying to take me out and mess with me and get me sideways, but God, I declare that I am healed. Not, you know, not, no, 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 no. Actually, God, you told me not to say I am healed, that I've, I've already been healed because of everything that Jesus Christ has done for me. And by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. And so I had to turn off my mind. I had to turn off the natural and I had to turn on the word and say, God, I'm healed. I had to see that. I had to meditate on that. I had to go over that again and again and again. I just had to just go. And my wife looked at me and she said, you're hot. And I'm like, I know, but it's the fever, but here's the deal. And as I kept moving, I just said, I said, she says, are you all right? Are you okay? And I just got up and I said, I'm good. I'm good. And she goes, are you sure you're okay? I've been to the doctor. I've been for pneumonia. I've been through it. I'm good. I'm good. I don't think you're all right. Do you have your medicine? I'm, a, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And Jesus healed me in Jesus' name. And I declared to Jesus in that time, Pastor Caleb, God, I thought about this. If I don't ever get a chance to preach this word again, I'm like, my God, what an honor. And I said, Lord Jesus, if you'll give me an opportunity to preach again, I'm going to say whatever you need me to say. I'm not going to hold back. I'm not going to live in fear of what people's thinking. Will people leave the church? No, God, what do you say? And I'll say it, but I'll say it in love, and I'll say it in grace, but I'm going to declare the words of God. What do you see? What do you see? The enemy has lied to you. The enemy's lied to you and said you just have to settle. You don't have to settle. Healing is coming to you today in Jesus' name. Healing is coming to you. What have you forgotten the bread? What do you see? What do you have? What do you have? What do you have? What do you have? Pastor, buddy, I don't have anything. Yes, you do. You do. The Bible says, what do you have that you didn't receive? God doesn't want our gifts, our abilities. He gave us all of that. 20 years of 
our church. It's amazing what God is doing. Go back a little bit further in my 20s. I never went to church. I was angry at God. I cuss you out. Don't ask me to go to church. Don't ask me to come. Don't talk to me about God. I don't know for Christians. I don't know for church. I don't know for God. But then God got a hold of my heart and said, don't let people mess you up about God. Let God straighten you out about people. And I turned and I gave my life to God. I said, God, I don't know how, but here I am. I didn't go to Bible college. I didn't do all that other stuff. But God, I want to serve and I want to give my life. And we left six figures. And then God opened up opportunity. My early 20s, they go into ministry of $20,000 with no benefits. And I went into the ministry. I was scared to death. We started working with 13 teens in Mayberry, USA, population 1,500. Those 13 teens in a church of 200 grew to 100, not because of a communication gift. I didn't have it. I put a VHS tape in every Sunday in Sunday school. But what we did is we, we loved kids. We said, here I am, God. Use me. Use me. Use my eyes. Use my mouth. Use my hands. Use all of me. Use all of me. What? Do you have, what do you see? Have we forgotten the bread? And then the fourth map question is this, compass question is, what breaks you? What breaks you? My father went to heaven five years ago, and uh, I preached his funeral, and your pastor came out to that and surprised me. I'll never forget that. He's my brother for life, ministered to me. So I stood by the graveside. My mom right now in this current season is she's battling dementia. I live out of state. My brother and my sister live there. Their boots on the ground. They get to see her. So I, it's a challenge to connect and communicate. So I've called her over the past several years, and I have a goal, make her laugh. I do. I can make her laugh. Make her cry. And then the last one is pray with her. Well, she's advanced in dementia where she's kind of beyond that. She doesn't know our names. And then I'm like, God, I just kind of released it. Like, okay, she's gone. It's just her body. Her mind's gone. But I had something in here say, you need to go see her one more time. I, um... I was wrestling between this and this. God, I want to see her. I don't want to see her like that. The way she's going out is horrific. You need to see her. We went, saw her and my brother. And when I saw her, and I was with my wife, she didn't know my name. She just kind of looked at me dazed. She went around her room and she had her pajamas on. She was like opening up stuff, putting stuff in. And I'm just like, why did I come from New York? I should have just, I shouldn't be here. Hi, Mom. Love you, Mom. You're doing better than you think you are, Mom. My sister said, why don't we sing? And why don't we sing some of that old Southern gospel music? How many of you know? The Southern gospel is anointed. I know you like the gospel, but boy, if you ever get any Southern gospel, it ends on a high note every time and modulates. Come on, somebody. 
little secret, your pastor listens to Southern Gospel. He's not going to tell you, but I just threw him under the bus. Because he calls me and starts singing, Because he lives, buddy, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, buddy, all fear is gone. That's how he sings, too. Because I know he holds the future, buddy Kermines. Now you better preach the word today, buddy. And I'm like, I love that, dude. So we sing, and this is what happened. Check this out. God did a miracle. God did a miracle. You see, my mom grew up Baptist. She never raised her hand her entire life. But there's something greater than her brain. It's her spirit. And the Holy Spirit spoke to her and brought her out of that dementia. And she wasn't just singing a song. It wasn't an Elvis song that she grew up on. This is the Spirit of God speaking to the daughter of heaven, that your body may be shutting down. But Mary Cremines, to be absent from this body is to be present forevermore with the Lord, and you will be home soon, and you're a daughter of the Most High God. And to see my mom raise her hands, to see my mom said, I bowed, don't look for me anywhere else. Don't look for me, the streets of gold. Don't look for me in the walls of Jasper when you get to heaven. You'll find me, buddy, John Christie. I'm gonna be at the feet of Jesus. I bowed on my knees and I cried holy. And her five senses that were struggling, the sixth sense came in and my mom, she didn't forget the bread. My mom that prayed me back to heaven. And the Holy Spirit met her and met us. And here's what God said. Kermeen, you need to go white flag. Oh, God. You need to let go of your pride. Oh, that's what that was? Ah, oh, your heart's become a little hard. But God, I'm a pastor. That's me. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's you, Kermeen's love you, and I love you enough to have a tough and tender conversation with you. What do you see? I see, God, you're moving, and I see a miracle, and I thank you, Father, and I praise you, because God opposes proud people. He's not impressed with your gifts, your talents, your abilities. He gave you everything, 
The one thing he will accept, heaven is his throne, earth is his footstool. Where is the house you will build for me? Isaiah 66, one thing I will accept is a person of a contrite spirit and a humble heart. That's what I accept. White flag, map your miracle. If you say, Pastor, I received that today. Holy Spirit is talking to me today. I'm stepping into this compass. I'm going to ask you to do something bold as the worship team comes right now and sings this song, The Name of Jesus. I'm going to ask you, if God's been speaking to you, just stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. God, I receive this word from you. I receive it, God. And then I'm going to ask you to do like my mom did. Maybe it's uncomfortable. That's okay. It's not about the person on your right. It's not about the person on your left. And it's the audience of one right now. His presence is here. And you release and you say the name of Jesus, I'm going to ask every single person to put your hands up towards heaven right now. Stretch them out free life. Holy Spirit is here. And as your hands toward heaven, he's the God who sees, he loves you, he cares, he has compassion. His spirit is moving powerfully here. And I believe right now with our hands lifted, some people, are, we're receiving healing internally, but some people are going to have healing manifested physically. That you've been praying for a long time. This is your time. This is your moment as we speak the name of Jesus. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn Free life. Your name is love. Sing that out today. Lord, I haven't forgotten you can do anything. Break every strong. Holy Spirit, help me to see. Shine through the help me to see the supernatural. Burn like a fire. Bless your family today in Christ's name.